the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. 20 years of intelligent talk. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Former President Trump says Democrats want to take credit for the work that he put in on behalf of the victims and families of the victims affected by the 9-11 attacks. It was a massive amount of money for the victims and the families of people that died in the World Trade Center. I mean, it's hard to believe, right? But we, they were trying to get that for a long time, long before I was there, and I got it. And today they were talking about it, and nobody mentioned my name, and that's okay, because that's the way it is. You know, the other side was trying to take credit for it. They had nothing to do with it. Somber moments for a true hero, a military procession returning the body of a young Marine who was among U.S. troops killed in that bombing in Afghanistan back to his hometown in Indiana, procession marking the beginning of a memorial service for 22-year-old Marine Corporal Humberto Sanchez. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. The Biden administration dodges tough questions on Afghanistan. They just think that this is something the American people will lose interest in, and they think it'll all blow over. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. It's a little after 2 p.m. here on WWTC AM 1280, The Patriot. 2021 marks our 20th year on air. We're celebrating all year long with a variety of on-air features, familiar voices, and maybe even an event or two. Keep in touch by finding us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor. Thank you for 20 great years on air. We can't wait for 20 more. Weather for today, a high of 72. Tonight, mostly clear and a low of 52. Coming up next, it's Hour 2 of the Narn with the closer, Brad Carlson. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take the phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give us a follow and a like if you haven't done so already. 
And speaking of the Narn Facebook page, yes, we are doing a live stream of the broadcast right now. So there's another comment section uh, for you to weigh in on, and I promise if you do comment there, uh, I will acknowledge you on the air for whatever that's worth. But uh, (laughs) again, as always, thank you for tuning in. I imagine many of you may be listening to the podcast, and if so, we certainly appreciate that. Uh, Obviously, it's the first Sunday of the NFL season, uh, and this is uh, the first uh, of many consecutive Sundays of NFL football. The next time there will be no NFL football on a Sunday will be February 20th. Think about that. We'll be in the throes of bitterly cold Minnesota winter. I don't like to think about that quite yet because uh, I love fall, nice crisp fall weather, and boy, we've had a, a nice fall thus far, even though I know it's technically still summer because fall I don't think is until, what, September 20th, if I remember right. But nevertheless, still feels like uh, fall-type weather, so... Regardless, we will move forward with that. Uh, If you didn't catch the first hour, again, be sure to check out the podcast. Nils Jorgensen, uh, retired New York City firefighter, was an active firefighter on September 11th, 2001. Now, he wasn't on duty that morning, September 11th, 2001, Tuesday morning, but he was working one of his other jobs, and when the second plane hit the World Trade Center, then he was pressed into duty, and what started as a rescue operation turned into a recovery operation. He has a lot of very riveting and matter-of-fact accounts of what he experienced that day and in the aftermath, too, as he talked about a cancer survivor after being in that atmosphere and contracting a very rare form of leukemia. And you want to talk about New York Tough? I mean, taking two years' worth of chemotherapy medication in like seven and a half days? You know, talk about a guy who feels like he's got nothing to lose. So when he says he's not worried about getting canceled for some of the things that he says and believes, uh, when a guy does that to his body, you probably should believe him that he's not really concerned about what you think of his opinion. So, uh, again, listen to the first hour of this uh, this show's podcast and then check out his podcast's 20for20podcast.com, that's 20for20podcast.com, where he shares 20 different stories uh, of heroism on 9-11-2001, of course, this being the 20th anniversary year of the terror attacks in U.S. soil. I left off last hour talking about how really what we can look at is the heroism of everyday people, you know, people whose what it wasn't their jobs like it was for our first responders to run into these buildings. And a lot of these first responders, you know, even though it was their job, they ran in knowing that they knowing that they weren't going to come out. And some of them may said, you know what? I love this job, but it's not worth my life. If you want to fire me, dock me a day's pay or whatever, I'm not running in there. But you don't hear a lot of stories about that. You hear those guys going in there and taking their oaths and their commitment seriously, commitment to their jobs. But you've also there's also been some incredible stories of just regular people and what they've experienced, what their 9-11-2001 experience was like. And I often, whenever this uh, date comes around, September 11th, I, of, I often share the stories of the victims of Flight 93. If you remember United Airlines Flight 93, that was the plane that uh, was departing Uh, Newark, New Jersey, Newark International Airport, and it was headed to San Francisco. And then somewhere around Cleveland, it turned around, and the speculation was it was heading back to Washington, D.C., and was going to crash into the U.S. Capitol building. Well, the passengers aboard this plane decided 
you know, they weren't going to allow this to happen and because they had ascertained that the plane was being hijacked. And then when they remember those telephones in the back of the seats where you swipe your credit card and you can make a call on those phones. I think they charged like 50 bucks a minute. Uh, <laughs> that may be an exaggeration. I don't know. I never used one, but uh, they were calling on their on these phones and they would call home to their loved ones and say, hey, our plane's being hijacked. And, of course, their loved ones said, oh, my God, there were two planes that already cl- crashed into the World Trade Center in, in uh, Manhattan. The, and another one that crashed in the Pentagon. This must be part of that. So the passengers were hearing from their loved ones that there were three other planes that caused carnage uh, elsewhere, one in the Pentagon and uh, near Washington, D.C., and the other, of course, in uh, New York City the World Trade Centers. So these passengers decided, we're not going to let that happen. We're going to try to bring this plane down. And I don't think anybody there had the ability to land a plane, so they pretty much knew that this was going to be a suicide mission, but they did it knowing that they were going to save lives. Because if this was going to take out another building in a big city, and in this case, the Capitol Building Washington, D.C., they couldn't allow that to happen. And by the way, if you ever, uh, there, there is a movie, uh, Paul Greengrass, who was also the director of the Jason Bourne series movies, he directed a movie, came out, I think, 2006, called Flight 93. Definitely check that out. It was an incredibly riveting story. And even though you know how it ends, you still are on the edge of your seat. My heart was pounding watching this in the theater. It was very well done. And obviously you can't know the exact dialogue that went on between the passengers on that plane and and, the, and as well as the terrorists. There's, there's no way to know. But given what these passengers told their loved ones, Paul Greengrass decided to tell a story as best he could of what he felt might have happened. And, of course, they ended up trying to go into the cockpit and the terrorists, realizing that their mission was not going to be successful, decided to crash the plane. And, of course, the uh, cockpit audio, which only family members were allowed to hear, they've never it's never been released public, uh, it wound up being that once the terrorists realized, okay, we aren't going to get to our destination, we're going to take this down, and they were going to be martyrs, and they shouted Allahu Akbar seven times, and then the plane ended up crashing in a field in rural Pennsylvania. About four years ago, my wife and I were visiting family in the Cleveland-Pittsburgh area, and we said if we ever go visit her family there, we were going to go see the 9-11 Memorial, the, or Flight 93 Memorial, which is in near Shanksville, Pennsylvania, which is where the plane crashed. And they went there. They had a kind of a museum where you could look at pictures. They would play news footage of, the, uh, of obviously, the newscasters, what they were talking about that day. They even had audio recordings of the voicemails that the passengers of Flight 93 were leaving for their loved ones, basically saying, I may never see you again. I love you. We're going to do something. We're not going to go quietly. You know, uh, gut-wrenching. I couldn't bring myself to listen to those recordings, by the way. Couldn't do it. Uh, They also have a memorial where it is in line with the flight path you know, where the plane was going. And then they have off in the distance this huge boulder where the in the ground where the plane crashed into. 
Obviously, where the plane crashed into it caused this big, huge, gaping hole, and they put a boulder there. You can't actually walk out to it. They blocked off that part of the field, but you can see the huge boulder off in the distance, and that's where the plane crashed. And they have uh, pictures dedicated to the 40 uh, passengers. There was a to- Between crew and passengers, there was a total of 40 people, and they have pictures of each of those 40 individuals. And they also have a memorial with the names inscri- inscribed of each of those those killed in the flight 93, not the terrorists, obviously, but the crew and passengers. And I posted on my Facebook, uh, yesterday, uh, a, when I took a picture next to Thomas Burnett Jr., who is a twin cities native. And as a matter of fact, there was a post office in Bloomington several years ago named after him kind of in memorial. He's, uh, his grave site is here in Fort Snelling. And those are the stories that I'm most riveted by. Just the everyday people coming together, being there for their fellow American with nothing in it for them. And so I kind of ended on kind of a somber note, kind of a depressing note, if you will, the first hour when I talked about how we're basically back at square one. The country was incredibly divided in 2001 before the terrorist attacks. There was a moment of unity because it was attack, an attack on our nation and several innocent people were killed. But as Nils Jorgensen alluded to, he felt like it was pretty much over by Christmas that year. And here we spent billions upon billions, I maybe even gotten the trillions of dollars fighting the global war on terror, including 20 years in Afghanistan. And we're basically right back to square one. Taliban's in control in Afghanistan. And this country's deeply divided, just like it was on September 10th, 2001. The only difference is now how many billions of dollars have we lost in U.S. Treasury. But, again, while it may be depressing to think about that aspect of it, I choose to think about people who just genuinely love their neighbor. uh, You know, metaphorical neighbor, not their literal neighbor. Although, you know, that also includes people who live next door to you. I'm talking about just loving their fellow human beings and pitching in and helping out. And I've got stories about that. And I'll probably get to those uh, the next segment. But Flight 93 is the one I always focus on. And again, that's not to diminish what the people on United Flights 11 and 175, what they endured, because those are the two planes that crashed into the world into the Twin Towers. And of course, Flight 77 which crashed in the Pentagon, not to diminish what those people went through at all. In fact, there were very riveting stories from the survivors of those who lost their lives in those specific crashes. But United 93 is one that stands out to me. And I think Ben Dominich, who happens to be uh, Meghan McCain's husband and the son-in-law of the late Senator John McCain, I thought he put it very well and very succinctly on Twitter yesterday Uh, He posted a picture of some teenagers just after 9-11 who were outside a memorial for Flight 93. And they were laying down wreaths and uh, flowers and American flags and paying homage to those who took down the plane and thwarted further carnage. And Ben Dominich wrote, the only uh, real lesson... Uh, He says, we learned nothing from 9-11. The only real lesson part of the country learned, the deep, unsettling lesson of Flight 93, 
was that ordinary citizens acting on their own are better at protecting our country than every elected, uninformed, or uh, excuse me, than every elected, uniformed, or intelligence officer. That turned out to be true. Within the space of a few short years, one of the teenagers in this picture would be working in the White House, another in Afghanistan, another in Iraq. And I think this is Ben Dominich's family outside of this Flight 93 memorial. Uh, General Milley lecturing on 9-11 is a perfect coda to this wallowing American failure. A boomer who has never won anything, who has embraced performative wokeness to keep his job while presiding over American deaths and defeat, daring to pronounce moral direction. Bleep you. This is Ben Dominich's words, not mine. And he's exactly right. Our government, for how inept, incompetent, and at times corrupt and immoral it can be, what makes America is not our government. We shouldn't be judged by the ineptitude of our government and the and the vacuousness and vapidity of our elected officials, but rather it's the American spirit that's inside the citizens who see this country, as Ronald Reagan put it, that uh, shining city uh, up on, on top of a hill. That's, that's how we should see it where people want to come to. As Niels Jorgensen alluded to in the first hour, people aren't climbing over walls to get out. People are climbing over walls to get in here. Ask yourself why that is. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments with another segment. Go nowhere. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. We're in this together and we will get through this together. The vaccines are tested effective and needed. Welcome to the clinic. Which arm? Get your COVID-19 vaccine so we can do this. And this. And this. We are now boarding flight. Together again. Because we got through it together. This message sponsored by the Helmsley Charitable Trust. Aired with the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. This entertainment answer brought to you by Exergen. Looking for a modern movie musical with a bold take on the classic fairy tale? Well, Cinderella is now streaming on Amazon Prime. My daughters have a suitor. You mean this daughter has a suitor? The others have heartache and jealousy. (laughs) Full of music and laughter, this one is a lot of fun from start to finish, and you will never look at a fairy godmother the same. Women's shoes are as they are. Even magic has its limits. Cinderella is rated PG, and for more information, you can head over to theentertainmentanswer.com. One listener that stands out that I worked with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders. You know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores. And just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now. 
Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year. Finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. End of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park, Grove, Meadow, New York. Licensed mortgage maker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Title or corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. The Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala is sold out. sold out. We can't wait to have dinner and catch up with you, Charlie Kirk, and Dennis Prager on October 6th. Thanks to Pro-Life Across America for supporting this special evening. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 The Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. Six a.m. day after Christmas. Continuing the discussion on the twentieth uh, anniversary of the nine eleven two thousand one terrorist attacks. Kind of talking about from the perspective of how just regular Americans, everyday Americans, what they did to make an impact on this country. I mean, suppose that Flight 93, that those passengers were too scared to act and thought, you know, we're going to hold out hope until the last possible second, maybe somehow, some way, they'll land at the airport and let us off. And, I mean, you know, who knows what's going through their minds, but they, I mean, to accept that you're never going to see your loved ones again. And you not only accepting that fact, but saying, okay, we're not going to allow this plane to uh, create any more deaths. And this plane, Flight 93, supposedly going to crash into the Capitol building. And what 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 a, a travesty that would have been. And what kind of carnage that would have caused in the immediate area. I mean, imagine everybody was evacuated from the Capitol building at that point. I don't know that for sure. But the point is, is that this is the stories I love, is people who are doing this without little fanfare, not that well-known. Okay, and I, I, you know, I don't care to hear about these you know, big-time celebrities. We heard about a lot of celebrities you know, share their story about how, well, I was originally going to be on Flight 11 uh, going from uh, Boston to Los Angeles, the first plane that hit the World Trade Center, but I rearranged my flight or I was late and missed it. Da, da, I, You know, again, not saying that I don't care about someone else's life. You know, I'm grateful these celebrities' lives were spared, but why are those the ones highlighted? And one in particular I want to uh, read off is uh, Mercedes Martinez. Apparently she's a news, a TV and radio personality out of Las Vegas. Uh, she's put out a tweet storm yesterday asking if anybody remembers her father. And I'll read it here. Um, Did my dad help you on September 11th, 2001? And if so, I'm trying to find you. On September 11th, 2001, my dad caught a flight in Ohio to fly home to Denver. 
He was there on business and was anxious to get home to see his family. Shortly after takeoff, the pilot announced that the flight was being grounded. There was a breach of security, and they had to land at the nearest airport. That airport was in Omaha. The pilot said he was hoping to have more information for the passengers when they landed. My dad knew something was wrong, so as soon as he got cell service, he called one of the rental car companies and asked to rent the biggest van they had. At this point, they were still in the air. When he deplaned and heard what was happening, he made his way to either Avis or Hertz, we aren't sure which one he called, got the van, parked, and went back to the terminal. He found a cardboard box by a trash can and asked to borrow a Sharpie from a ticket agent. He made a sign out of the box that said, going to Denver, on it. People started approaching him, asking him if he was going that way. He said yes, he rented a van and would be able to take seven people with him. Word started to get around. He found seven strangers, all scared, so was he, that just wanted to get home to their families. The eight of them hopped in, and my dad drove them from Omaha to Denver. When they got to the metro area, he drove every single person to their home. If you know the Denver area, it's big. There are many suburbs in the area, but each one got front door service. They all offered to pay him for the cost of the van. He wouldn't accept it. They offered him gas money. He didn't take it. To him, seeing those people make it to their families when the country was being attacked was the only thing that mattered to him. Many of, these pe- many of those people kept in touch with him for several years after 9-11-01. It warmed his heart. We were so proud of him. We still are. My dad died from brain cancer on July 4, 2016. I often wonder if those people still remember him. I wonder if on the 20th anniversary of that day, will they think of him for a split second when they reflect on where they were? I know social media is powerful, and I'm really hoping this tweet finds those people. I'd love to hear about that drive. His name is Emilio, and I know there were so many heroes that day. I am grateful for each and every one. My dad has and always will be my hero. And I do believe my dad was a hero to seven people that needed to get to their families in Denver on September 11, 2001. If you were one of them, please send me a direct message. Again, this is uh, Mercedes Martinez. Uh, she can be found, her Twitter handle is at MercedesLV. So, long shot here, but if you happen to know of anybody or actually are one of those people, Mercedes would love to hear from you. And I checked her Twitter feed as of about 24 hours ago. She hadn't heard from any of those seven people or they haven't been located, so who knows. But those are stories I love reading about. Okay, just a guy who his own expense got a big van and said, look, there are people probably as freaked out as I am. I'm fortunate enough that I was able to get a rental vehicle because you can you imagine all those, I think there was like 4,000 flights airborne uh, at the time it was ascertained what was going on with these terrorist attacks. And the, uh, I don't know what it, what his title was, the head air traffic controller, whoever had the authority said, every single plane that's in the air, get on the ground right now. Just get on the ground wherever you're at. And they showed a they showed kind of a radar screen of all the planes, and it was like ants disappearing into an ant hole as each of these planes got out of airspace and landed. It was it was eerie. Okay, but it just shows you how much air traffic there is, and all of a sudden, within a couple of hours, it it had all landed at the nearest respective airports. So as a result, this gentleman 
so I guess my point in bringing that up is saying, given all those flights landed, what was the first thing they wanted to do? Get a rental vehicle and try to get the heck home, wherever they, wherever home was. All right? I don't imagine there were that many vehicles. There were probably some people that went without. So this gentleman had the foresight, Emilio uh, Martinez had the foresight to get a big van and say, hey, I got enough room for seven people. I wish it could be more, but at least those seven will get home to their families because they're all as likely as freaked out as I am. Uh, what a terrific story, and I hope uh, Miss Martinez uh, gets in touch with some of these folks because that would be a wonderful thing. We only have a couple of minutes left in this segment, but I do want to get to a phone call. Is Jason from Oakdale still on line one? If he is, uh, Jason from Oakdale, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead. Hey, Brad. I appreciate what you're doing today with the show. Um, hey, so I'm an observant uh, Jewish man. And we're approaching the high holy holidays. And as I'm reading in my holy book, which is probably your Old Testament, God over and over says, uh, wipe out evil in your myths. Don't follow their ways. Don't pray to their gods. You know, we were attacked on 9-11. And then immediately after that, Bush said, well, Islam is a religion of peace. And let's have a cultural center in New York. And now we're bringing in uh, Afghan refugees and arming the Taliban. You know, um, I'm not saying that all Muslims are bad at all. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that, you know, when when in old wars we would demonize the enemy in World War, you know, whatever World War Two, we called the the them Krauts, the Germans. We demonize the enemy so we could fight them. Right. In today's culture, we're so afraid to demonize everyone. Everything's diversity. Every the the, the board of directors of Coca Cola is offering uh, Satan a, a seat at the board of directors to see what he thinks about the product. I'm not calling anyone evil. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that when you see evil, you know what it is because it blew up a building in New York City. And you don't give that guy um, $2 billion worth of Humvees. And we need, to, we need to care about our own lives and our own people because no one else is going to do it for us. You know, Trump said America first. Now we have America last. This is it's heartbreaking what's going on. That's all I'm saying. I hope you get the point. Appreciate it, Jason. Thank you for the call. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show, hashtag NARN show. Back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time 
time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800 884 9018 Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then, just three months later... Extortion 1-7 requested permission to take off. A U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others entered the Tangy Valley. That's all flash. You flash. Anybody out there, we have a fallen angel. Roger. Extortion 17, the provocative new film telling the story of the largest loss of life in U.S. Special Forces history. Now playing on SalemNow.com. Questions quickly arise. Why did it take 17 minutes to fly a 10-minute mission? Was there a black box on board? Every American should be taught about what happened in Extortion 17. What really happened? The SEAL Team 6 that dreadful night. Fallen Angel. Extortion 17. The story most Americans don't know. Watch exclusively at SalemNow.com. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so always for tuning in. Here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions. As always, thank you for tuning in. I've got a few live listeners today. Got a few people that are viewing the live stream on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Thank you for that. And I've had a couple of calls as well. Uh, including another call on line one, our uh, longtime friend of the broadcast, Engie from Bloomington, is calling in. Engie, always good to hear from you, sir. How are you? Oh, good to hear from you too, Brad. And, um, you know, uh, you were doing, uh, I, I'll get back to 9-11 really quick, but um, when we heard about the uh, SEAL team that was lost on that chopper mm-hmm. 10 years ago, I was at the, uh, was it the, oh, I forget which county fair, you were doing a live broadcast, and that was the day that that happened. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'll always remember that. Yeah. Um, but you know something? Um, we've heard many stories about heroism on 9-11 and kind acts and, and, and all this stuff. But 
The story you just told about the guy renting the van, are you kidding me? Every one of your four, no, 4,000 listeners, I'm sorry, I skipped a comma there. Uh, you know, we we do the same thing, but that guy did, and that guy's uh, noted for it. And, wow, I can't imagine that. It's, it's a first, your show is the first time I heard that story, and that is so cool. Yeah, and and I think that that's what I wanted to underscore is is you know as inept and incompetent and as sometimes immoral our government is, regular folks they don't want to be defined by our country's government but by the American spirit itself. And uh, you know we I know you're a big admirer of Ronald Reagan as I am in that uh, shining city on a hill. That's what we want to be known as more than anything. At least I assume a good number of folks would. Well, sure, and, and we're regular people, you know? Um, like, regular people have rescued how many out of Afghanistan right now? Yeah. And they're not doing it for notoriety. They're doing it because it's the right thing to do. And this guy, you know, he got seven people in his van or eight people in his van, whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, um, how how cool is that? That's a story that should be told, you know, nationally. Yeah, absolutely. I know you're heard. I know you're heard nationally, but I'm, I'm just saying, you know. Oh yeah, no, I totally understand. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it, Angie. Thanks so much. Yeah, that that's just it. I, I, this young lady, I don't think she was telling the story so much as to say, "Hey, look what my dad did," but she's telling the story because she wants to get in touch with those seven people because, you know, nine eleven for everything awful that we talk about that's happened in the aftermath, you know, whether it be the forever wars and then lives lost in Iraq and Afghanistan and you know, the billions spent out of our treasury and the, even the deeper divisiveness that that may have caused, you know, as far as what wars we should be participating in. For all that talk, there are stories like this where people were brought together. You know, I I, I am, I always, every 9-11, I watch the History Channel because they always have fascinating documentaries about people and their incredible stories, how they survived you know, being in the World Trade Center, they got out just in the nick of time, or uh, stories about, you know, survivors of those who lost their lives in 9-11, and, you know, the memories of their loved ones, and sharing stories of their loved ones. And the one thing that, you know, stands out to me is how lifelong friendships were formed because of this. There's another story. There was a gentleman, he was staying in a hotel adjacent to the World Trade Center. He was there on a business trip, and when the planes hit the towers, you know, he had to get out of that hotel, and he barely—and there was a there was a guy there. I don't know if he worked at the hotel as a security guy or if he was a, uh, a guest there. I don't recall the specific details, but this gentleman led a lot of people down the stairwell out of the hotel and got them out of the hotel just in the nick of time before, you know, the Twin Towers collapsed, and obviously adjacent properties ended up being destroyed as a result. Well, this gentleman whose life was saved was so grateful, obviously, for this other man who took charge and led these people out of that hotel that he invited this man to his daughter's wedding. And there was video footage of his daughter's wedding. And, you know, the father of the bride giving the toast. And he says, and I also want to give a shout out to so-and-so who led me out of that hotel on 9-11. Were it not for him, I wouldn't be here celebrating my little girl's wedding. And they're lifelong friends as a result, okay? And and I, my wife and I are blessed with many tremendous friends that we've met many walks of our lives, and we're grateful for our friends however we met them. 
We can never have too many friends, right? And that that's the kind of stuff I love. You know, these these backstories you don't often hear about. But these people have been given a platform. And, and this young lady, uh, Mercedes Martinez, you know, she just used social media and said, hey, I, I here's my dad's story. I'm not telling it to show how great he was. I'm just telling it because I want to stay in touch with these people now that my dad's no longer with us. You know, because they were so special to him. And I want to be a part of their lives. You know, my, I want my dad to live through me, to be part of their lives. That's that's what I love. And so, again, this is this is the these are the parts that I want to emphasize emphasize about this because I you know it, it's downright depressing to think about you know what this country is is devolved into, you know, and some of the things we fight over. I mean, we're we're fighting over whether men can get pregnant, okay, and that leaves us very vulnerable, okay? And, and you know, you heard Nils Jorgensen talk about that very thing. We have enemies all over this world. They look at this country, and they look at us as vulnerable because of the things we're fighting over. And House Divided can't stand. And I didn't think it was possible to be more divided than it was during the Bush years, but here we are. And the amazing thing is, you know, George W. Bush, he gave a speech at the, at the Flight 93 Memorial in rural Pennsylvania yesterday. And you had center uh, center left individuals lauding that speech, saying this is the politics we long for in this country. That kind of uh, that kind of uplifting and and uh, charismatic speech. Well, gee, some of you same people weren't saying that very thing about George W. Bush. In fact, the things you were saying about George W. Bush are things that Donald Trump actually personified in some cases. Okay, and I'm I'm not here to rip on President Trump, but it's so disingenuous our politics. And we just politicize everything, including 9/11. I mean, now they're not instead of commemorating 9/11 every anniversary talking about, you know, never again, never forget, now we now you get these hit pieces that saying, well, this is what happens when certain elements in this country try to uphold the tenets of white supremacy. This is what happens, or the evils of capitalism. When we try to uphold the evils of capitalism, look what happens. We get attacked. Now now people want to politicize it. And I, I think it's valid to say how inept the response our government made and the strategy in trying to uh, engage in nation-building in Afghanistan. You know, in the aftermath, that that's fair game. But to use it as a, as a political cudgel, I mean, how hurtful it is it is to the survivors, those who are left behind. And I, and I wasn't planning on going in on this, but, you know, our, our callers, our previous couple of callers kind of triggered something in me. And how heartbroken are the families to hear that, of the families of those who lost their lives in these 9-11-related events, how heartbroken are they that this is being politicized? And that's what I try to be wary of, is the family members who are left behind. So... Just want to leave with that. I did want to get to one particular news item, so I'm going to take an early break here and try to leave a long final segment so I can get to one main news item from this past week. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. 
Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. If you think vaccines alone will protect you from COVID-19, think again. More breakthrough cases of COVID variants show that vaccinated people are still vulnerable to the deadly disease. To be safe, monitor regularly for fever as it's the leading sign of COVID-19. Use Exergen, the only thermometer scientifically proven to detect fever. And beware of non-contact devices that miss five out of six fevers. Remember, vaccines are not enough. So protect yourself and your family with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. Learn more at exergen.com. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Atomidi. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Hey there. Remember me? I'm Tasha with Forever Cleaning. Here to ask, aren't you tired of cleaning your office? Did you know that when you do it yourself, you are taking precious time away from doing all the things you really enjoy? Like spending time with the family, or spending the day doing absolutely nothing at all. Or better yet, taking advantage of that fishing license you keep buying every year but never seem to find the time to use. Imagine this, you getting your hooks wet, catching some dinner, and leaving the cleaning to us. Forever Cleaning aims to provide top quality service that includes trash removal, break room bathroom disinfecting, dusting, mopping, and more. So what are you waiting for? Call us today at 763-807-9817 to schedule your walkthrough or visit forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. And if you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first three months of service. So remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final short segment left on the broadcast. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Yeah, we may have a time to squeeze in another call. Who's to say? 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Hey, speaking of phone calls, we do have another caller on the line, Amy from St. Paul. Amy, thank you for calling. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi, hi, Brad. Thanks for taking my call. I just get angry when people, they're discussing unity as if we, it's up to each of us to have unity. You're, you're ignoring the fact that the, the left has been hurling insults at us, calling us names, calling us fascists for not even four years, but longer than that. And whether Trump is a loser or not, he's not a fascist. 
Right. Because Biden is currently acting like a fascist. Yeah, I, so I, I just feel. I remember vividly when on Inauguration Day, one of the very things that Joe Biden said is, OK, we've got to take the temperature down a bit. And then if you listen to his speech just this past week where he's basically scolding the unvaccinated, which he assumes are Trumpers, which the majority of them are not. Uh, yeah, that's so much for unity. So you're exactly right. Uh, Joe Biden has done a lot just in these last eight months to be very divisive. So I agree with you 100 percent. Okay, that that's really wonderful to hear. I just I hate when our side is a self-flagellating side because even though that we might be Christian or religious, that doesn't mean we have to take all the sins on our back. That's obviously for the Lord to do. There's people doing evil, and we have to come at them full strength. Thanks for calling me. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, speaking of Joe Biden, I did want to get to this uh, particular uh, news item from this uh, past week. Big news item. Uh, this is from um, AP News. Uh, well, first of all, I'd just like to say they told me that if I voted to reelect President Donald Trump, that America would be subject to authoritarian-type rule like we haven't seen in nearly a century. And they were right. I did indeed vote to reelect President Donald Trump, and now we're being subject to authoritarian-type rule like we haven't seen in nearly a century. Uh, this, again, from APNews.com. In his most forceful pandemic actions and words, President Joe Biden on Thursday ordered sweeping new federal vaccine requirements for as many as 100 million Americans, private sector employees, as well as health care workers and federal contractors, in an all-out effort to curb the surging COVID-19 Delta variant. Speaking at the White House, Biden sharply criticized the tens of millions of Americans who are not yet vaccinated despite months of availability and incentives. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us, he said, all but biting off his words. The unvaccinated minority can cause a lot of damage, and they are. Well, given the president's tone there, he's directing his anger toward unvaccinated Trump supporters. Because he, he, he assumes, you know, because there are these big outbreaks— of the Delta variant uh, in southern states, particularly Florida and Alabama and Mississippi, those regions, that these must be Trump supporters causing all this. Well, if you look a little bit closer at the demographics, if you're talking about percent of uh, total population that has received at least one COVID-19 vaccine dose, and you break it down by race or ethnicity, and this is from like March 1st to September 7th, uh, it's the black people, 43%. Uh, Hispanic people, 48%. White people, 52%. Asians, uh, 68%. So the lowest percentage by race or ethnicity that has been vaccinated are black people. Joe Biden's basically talking down to black people here. And I know Donald Trump did better with non-whites in this last election cycle than many of his Republican predecessors. But can you say the majority of black people and Hispanic people are Trump supporters? You can't say it with a straight face. So the mistake Biden is making here is he's thinking, wow, Alabama, Florida, wow, Trump country, Trump country. But what people aren't taking into consideration is the Delta variant is much more contagious. Okay, because a lot of, you know, I've seen a lot of, uh, folks who are not getting the vaccine 
You know, they're saying, wow, we were told that if just 70 percent, about 70 to 75 percent get vaccinated, that's good enough for herd immunity. Well, that was true with the original strain of the coronavirus, and that was happening. The pandemic pretty much waned. It got to the point for a while there that local news outlets weren't even giving daily COVID updates anymore because the hospitals were not close to being overwhelmed. The death toll was shrink, had shrunk significantly. But then what happened? The Delta variant came into play, and that is much more contagious. Now, for folks who are vaccinated, okay, you're, you're hearing about people having the breakthrough cases, those who are got both shots but yet are still getting COVID. In the vast majority, overwhelming majority of cases, uh, the symptoms are very mild. And pretty much every hospital will tell you, for COVID patients, the overwhelming majority are unvaccinated, and even a higher percentage are in the ICU are unvaccinated. And death toll for those who have breakthrough cases is virtually non-existent. I think it's 18, 18, 18, 18 COVID deaths were from fully vaccinated people that contracted the virus again. Very, very rare. So rare, it barely even registers statistically. Now, does your heart break for those 18 people? Absolutely it does. But the point is, is that the vaccines are effective in stemming the tide. You know, people say, well, what happened to these vaccines? I thought they were supposed to completely uh, uh, prevent you from getting from getting COVID. Well, yeah, again, the original strain, that was mostly true. But this Delta variant's a different story. But even if you do get it, once again, statistically, the symptoms are much milder and you don't get nearly as sick. So having said all that, I concur that you should get vaccinated, but making it mandatory, not a chance. And like the extension of the eviction moratorium by the Biden administration, this likely has no standing from a constitutional perspective. Again, I give a disclaimer each and every week. I'm not a legal beagle, no constitutional scholar, but people I know and respect who are in those particular fields. Uh are pretty much saying, yeah, this this is not going to survive court challenges. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked, by the way, if the president knows that this doesn't have much constitutional standing because he basically conceded that his executive order on the eviction moratorium didn't, his, his quote, this likely doesn't pass constitutional muster. So I'm just going to try to buy some time here. Ultimately, the Supreme Court within a few weeks confirmed, yeah, sorry, Mr. President, uh, you can't extend uh, this program, this particular program, that has to be done through the legislative branch. You're the executive branch. You're not a king. Okay? But along those lines, conservative commentator Eric Erickson, who I quote a lot on the show, uh, he floated an interesting theory as to why the president issued the ruling, uh, even though he likely knows it won't survive a legal challenge. And again, I'll read from Eric Erickson's Substack piece. Uh, He knows this is most likely unconstitutional, but he needed to do something to appear strong for progressives. As a result, he will rely on the courts to strike down this mandate and then blame Trump-appointed judges. He can claim he tried something but Trump. And, you know, that does not seem too far beyond the realm of possibility because that was the one thing that progressives made, made their heads explode during the Trump administration is because... He, they had the majority. The Republicans had the majority in the Senate, and they 
filled a ton of vacancies in the federal judiciary. And progressives tried to conveniently redefine the term court packing. You know, court packing is trying to add seats to the Supreme Court, but they're saying, oh, no, no, he's packing court with, with all these conservative judges. Well, no, he's filling vacancies with conservative judges. That's not court packing. That's filling vacancies. You know, the number of ju- judicial seats that are already there, he's filling them, which that's under presidential purview. Basic civics here. President gets to name nominees in the Senate, gives their advi- advice and consent. But I digress. Uh, there's a uh, Twitter uh, Twitter uh, follower or someone on Twitter uh, who goes by the handle of Drew DYCK. I don't want to, that might sound kind of vile if I say the name on the radio, so I won't. At Drew DYCK. Uh, watching the evening news, two biggest stories are Biden's new vaccine mandate and Texas's new abortion law. The villains in the first story, the people saying, hands off my body. The heroes in the second story, the people saying, hands off my body. So, so there you have it. So, you know, the whole my body, my choice argument. And, and this is where progressives try to, you know, try to own the, the conservatives saying, well, I see how it is. Now, all of a sudden, you're embracing the my choice, you know, the my body, uh, my choice, the hands off my body mantra. But you're sure as heck fine uh, putting your hands on woman on women's bodies, so to speak, metaphorically speaking, by uh, supporting this Texas abortion law which is the most disingenuous, facile, and vapid argument ever because those who are pro-life but don't want vaccine mandates, that is very consistent because pro-lifers believe that the baby is itself a human, and that's the body you're trying to protect, okay? So this idea that that it's somehow contradictory is complete nonsense, and I think people making that argument know that, but... They think that you don't have the uh, intellectual wherewithal to make that retort. So there, there is definitely a distinction, no question about it. Uh, and this argument's going to be soldiering on. It'll be interesting to see the uh, court challenges to this because there are several Republican governors who are already saying, President Biden, we'll see you in court. AM1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Folks, as always, I've enjoyed it. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Turn on. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage, NMLS ID 128231, Equal Housing Lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. As everyone knows, home values have skyrocketed. Chances are your home has gained a ton of equity. Why not use your home's equity to upgrade your house? How about a new pool in your backyard or a new kitchen? Turn your home's equity into cash with a cash-out refinance loan from Cash Call Mortgage. If your mortgage interest rate doesn't start with a 2, we may be able to lower your mortgage rate and get you cash. See just how low our rates are at CashCallMortgage.com. Get started on upgrading your house with a cash-out refi from Cash Call Mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal 
And now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now discount it to only 1995 to see if it will work for you too i think it could give your body what it needs to heal itself go to relieffactor.com call 800-500-8384 relieffactor.com okay we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across america so if you have an old car truck or van even a motorcycle or an rv sitting around you can right now give it away and help the vets they really need your help and your car will help support the vets and their families and guess what you even get a tax donation plus we'll even come and pick up your car for free and all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018 800-884-9018 That's 800-884-9018 Happy. 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 Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.